Hello friend. Welcome everyone to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 4 Episode 11. It is simply titled Exit. And I'm going to really point out something here because it might not be clear just for me saying that out loud, but uh, as we've been saying the titles for the previous episodes this season, they've all had numbers in front of the titles. They've all been 404, 405, whatever, uh, usually an error code of some kind. This suddenly changes that system. This episode after the last one does not have the number at the start of the title. It just is the mm. word exit with a capital X. It almost looks like, remember when uh, The Gifted was on and every yeah. episode had a, a capital X? So it's like that. It's lowercase e, uppercase X. Yeah. Um, so, and it's relevant to the episode, but I think it's very interesting that these last three episodes are, I mean, I'm not sure how, like, because it's definitely, but getting the last two next week, I'm not sure if they're actually presenting them as two separate episodes, because in my head, I'm really just thinking of it as one more episode, but, like... Uh, we won't know until we watch it, will yeah. we? Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting that these last two or three, however we're going to uh, distribute them, uh, the titling has changed, almost as if, as we were saying that, I mean, we were saying the, the week before that it almost felt like that may have been the finale of season four, if there was going to be a fifth and whatever. Yeah. It's interesting to me that these last two or three almost are being separated into some kind of, I don't want to quite say epilogue, but like a separate chunk. Like this is a separate little it's a, a portion. It's a pseudo-miniseries at the end. Yeah. Um, and certainly it does some different things in this episode, which we're going to get into. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. There was a time back in season two when, you know, they started introducing all this time stuff and what White Rose was up to and we let our minds go wild thinking of possibilities and i still think there's a lot of debate in this where we go later on as to how real oh, things are and how much debate to be had yeah what was actually going on but um this is definitely the first time really since we started speculating that stuff because it kind of went into the background for a while because we were dealing more with the direct threats and the emotion and, of things and, and it was more just as well that we, we were like yeah we've acknowledged all of this we've speculated until we get more concrete evidence there's kind of no point just going over the same things but this is the first time it's actually outright done something. Yeah. It's actually done something to propel that conversation. And I think one of the interesting things about this final season is that these last, this last chunk of episodes has really brought a lot of things back from elsewhere in the show. It'll vary in part. Some of it's been early season one, some of it's been season two, some of it's been season three. Do you know what? To the point of the last couple of episodes I've been noticing it, uh, there's been a lot of source music in these last few episodes. And that's something that, was there was a lot of in season one like mm. pretty much every episode had key source tracks and that kind of went away a lot in season two and three the, i mean they, they were there occasionally but they weren't the the focus that they were uh and then you know these last few i've really been feeling it again so yeah uh i you know got my notes here uh, it's a lot of notes because there's one key monologue in the middle of the episode that i felt the need to write the entire thing down you got you got word for word i got it word for word and it's about a fully four page <laughs> just a block of text and i will oh, read the whole thing out that that is tree killing at its peak <laughs> i i felt it was necessary because it's such a goddamn good monologue that i was i'm going to use i'm going to do it but uh we're going to fire into this uh so here we go episode 11 uh the penultimate episode or at least the penultimate week I mean, in my head it's the penultimate episode because ultimately even if they're separated next week into chunks it's like for a viewing yeah, experience it's the last one it's the last time we've got a week to wait for an yeah. episode. So, we begin picking up uh, with the White Rose waiting for the gunman to come in. Um, and as uh, I speculated, uh, 
because we were talking about well surely the FBI have got her now like, what could we do for myself and I just kind of eyed out at the end of that conversation like yeah but why are we assuming they're winning like why aren't the Dark Army winning <laughs> and sure enough uh, the Dark Army have indeed won White Rose is led out all these bodies are just lying everywhere and she leans down to one of them and says you're looking for you know Minister Zhang but he's he's not here right now uh, there is only White Rose yeah there is only White Rose uh, which sounds, I mean, obviously not a threat to him. I mean, he's about to die anyway, so I mean, it doesn't really matter uh, what, what it means to this particular soldier who's on the floor. But uh, it sounds threatening to us, I think. There's only White Rose. Yeah, in, in the sense that um, for the longest time, this character's been about the duality of the two personalities, right? And and how they not necessarily have their own agendas, but how they are kind of working symbiotically in, in the same way that, that Elliot and Mr. Robot were. And this is no, no, no. There's just one left now. Yeah. So there we go to, again, picking up from where we left off before. Not the end of the last episode, of course, but the moment that uh, Elliot split from the group. Uh, so we have Elliot and Darlene hugging. Uh, the conversation goes further, though. We hear a little bit of the, what we heard previously, and it goes to a, a, a much more touching place where Elliot says, "Thank you for never giving up on me." Mm. Um, it's, it's a really sweet moment, um, and I especially loved afterwards when she sort of breaks away. They, you know, he says, uh, "You know, we really pulled this off, didn't we?" And she puts on the sunglasses and goes, "F yeah, we did." Um, you know, again, it's her having a one-liner after putting on sunglasses, which was one of my favorite moments of last week. Uh, but as she's walking away, she kind of looks over again, not back to where Elliot was standing, but to where Mister Robot is now seen for the first time in a couple of episodes, uh, leaning against the car, and she sort of looks at him and says, um, "Let's get the exact line here." Um, you know, you've been kind of cool ever since you stopped being such a dickhead. Yeah, and then moves yeah. on. And it's kind of interesting to me that for, for two things: one, we've talked about how Mister Robot's kind of softened over the last season or so, pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it was kind of that was kind of part of the arc of season three. Is he started off being like working behind Elliot's back, and by the end, it was like, no, that's unite and take these assholes mm-hmm. down together. Um, but there is an interesting element here of Darlene being aware that he's also there um, without him even saying anything. Like, yeah. maybe it's just, a, it's just a sign of like just how well she knows her brother now. Like this the is, way he stood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously people, as always, will bring into question, well, how did he move from there to there if it's really just Elliot at the same time? It's interpretive. Just roll with it. <laughs> just, just he walked when Darlene's back was turned and, and slouched against the car. What, what do you want? Um... When Mr. Robot tries to convince him, like, hey, we, we don't have to do this. We have to go to Washington uh, Township. We can, we, you know, this is the end of it. Last night was the big thing. That was the big end goal. And Elliot's like, no, like, we have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The machine, you know, White Rose isn't really dead until the machine's dead uh, kind of thing. And he says, at a certain point, you've got to move on. And this is when Elliot looks over and sees uh, his mother and young Elliot sort of watching from afar. Uh, not too dissimilar to when, we, when he first saw young Elliot uh, a couple of episodes ago across the street. Yeah, they just kind of stood there. Yeah. Um, and he says, I want to do this one on my own. And he he walks off. Because you know, Mr. Robot thinks he's been shot. He's like, no, I'm not shutting you out. I'm just asking. I want to do this on my own. And he walks off. And we get a shot of you know, the, the mum and child walk up behind him and sort of stand next to Mr. Robot. Uh, they look like a family unit. <laughs> yeah, they do. It, it, is, it is essentially, you know... The, the family looking on proudly as he's matured and, you know, is leaving home, kind of. Uh, it's it's kind of what it feels like, even though, you know, it's, it's kind of not at all. But well, the, yeah, I would, I would spin it. I think it was almost more that they were hoping that this would be the time that he kind of integrates or, you know, becomes him true mm, self. You know, okay. go back to the boardroom meetings and them talking about the real him coming out. 
Yeah, like, okay. I think they were standing there hoping that that's what you know that, that's what was about to happen, but they sort of look on, not I wouldn't say proudly, more longingly that oh he's no he's not. This is we're not at the end yet. Like we thought we yeah. were here, but he's off to do this next thing. Uh, so he goes off to Washington Township. We see him uh, walk, get the bus. Uh, notably on the way there, there's uh, some speeding trucks go past. Uh, and given the context of what comes later, presumably that's the Dark Army kind of swooping in, uh, at least parts of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so when he gets there, the security, you know, a lot of security office out front is empty, the phone's off the hook via the dial. When he gets in, the tree's knocked over, the Christmas tree. Uh, it's quite clear the Dark Army's been here. They've been through here. I mean, this is a, a nuclear PowerPoint. You assume there's at least some security normally. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah. But even even just the phone, like sort of high enough to hook chairs, yeah, been knocked yeah. over. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that something's happened. Now, I'll try and keep the Chernobyl jokes to a minimum, but I'm not going to make any concrete oh, promises. <laughs> hey, there's even threat of a meltdown in like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, there is. There is. <laughs> you didn't see the graphite because it's not there. All right. Um, so he gets in, he goes up to the, uh, the office, one of the offices, and he, he puts in his USB stick. He's got his malware ready to go. That was one of the things when you must have robot brought up. Is like, it take you ages to write this. He's like, no, nah, I've already written that. <laughs> and this is the thing that all this tense music starts playing as it's like starting to, like the script starting to run. But then it just ramps up and it says complete. And it's over. And it's like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. You're like, because you, you, you're waiting for something to go wrong the whole time. Yeah, uh, and it's after it's, the music, and it's, and it's after funny. it's complete. He stands up and he looks over and we see a dead body, and it's like, okay. I mean, it was already suggesting that there was some chaos in here, but this is the the, the real sort of he, dark he part. He had just proper tunnel vision to get to the the computer and do this. They didn't even notice this on the way in. And the police are coming in from outside, and you're thinking, oh, is he going to get like arrested for all this because he's the suspicious nobody who's sauntered onto a nuclear Do- power plant? Does look pretty bad, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, but all of a sudden, uh, speaking of you know bringing things back from previous seasons, uh, the the dude who eats all the time—I <laughs> don't even have yeah. a name for him. Uh, hamburger guy. The guy in the scrubs who's always eating something. Yeah. Uh, he's like, "You're in the wrong place," and they they escort him through the building to somewhere. You know, uh, we, don't, we don't know exactly where he's going yet. Obviously, obviously, once we get there, we kind of recognize it. But uh, he's getting there and I did notice one one particular detail the framing before he goes in the room because there was a long sequence of them walking the music stops when they get to the, the elevator and then it cuts back in again all that uh, gives it any sort of pulse but w- just before he walks into the room there's a sort of thin hallway there's a shot looking dead at him there's a clock right above him and it's framed so directly above him that I couldn't help but when I was doing my note run on the second view and I'm like okay I'm going to pause it and check the time oh I know what time it said it's 11.16 of course it is alright um, so it, 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 does that only mean something to you because of something later? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Then don't tell us now. <laughs> I was, I was just, it was just in case you had some cool thing from a previous season, and that's why it was important. No, no, just, just from, from later. later that's fine. I think it's incredibly important. As oh, sure. Oh, you know, it's important for later, but like, it's not something yeah. from the past, as far as we can yeah. remember, anyway. Uh, so. I just referred to this in my notes as the brainwash room. This is this this is the room where Angela was taken in the season two. Uh, I actually it was the penultimate episode of season two, rather than the finale. But it was right at the end of season two. It was, yeah. Um, where she's taken to this room and they had this old computer and stuff, and it was similar to what Elliot's seen, but not the exact same. Because as Elliot points out, this is his old childhood computer. This is Apple II. It's a book that his dad used to read, which I did note down was uh, Leo uh, Tolstoy uh, Resurrection was the book. Uh, yeah. which may not I mean I'm sure if someone's read that and there's some cool thematic links to Mr. Robot by all means file I'm in the sure comments there is. so 
and then the poster that I did remember as soon as I looked at it I remembered it being there from the last time we were here which is uh, when a door closes a window opens yeah uh, which I remember I was like theorising the meaning of that because he went out a window as a kid I remember having that conversation <laughs> uh, I do as well <laughs> yeah. but uh, White Rose comes in Mr. Robot uh, or sorry Elliot is a uh, you know, like, this isn't going to work on me. And she's like, what? Uh, brainwashing like you did Angela? You know, because he understands this is Angela. And even he points out QWERTY and the, the fish. Yeah, in the in the window, which... Uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of jokes, and I couldn't help but think of it myself uh, with the framing. Makes it look like a Smash Bros thing. Isn't that off-center, though, the, the cross on that? Slightly, but yeah. it's the way he stands in front of it at one point. It, it makes it look like he's, 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 uh, he's going to be a, a character in Smash. There was something really exciting about being here and the idea that, okay, because Elliot's going through this now, we're going to see the whole thing. Because obviously with Angela, we cut away and we never actually got to see what convinced her of all of yep. like, the plans that made her do everything she did last season. And White Rose says that she's going to deliver us to a better world. This world is, you know, screwed, corrupt, and uh, there's no reason to bother trying to save it, basically. Uh, and Elliot says, you want to destroy it because you hate people um, who have hurt you. Uh, you can't see the good in anyone and this is when white rose is on her bit of her monologue where she's like don't make me laugh and she kind of says that three times she sort of you know she says that she sort of explains herself apart a bit says don't make me laugh and then the third time she says it really angrily she says like so don't make me laugh like she gets really upset mm. at this idea this is a, a pretty great speech as well from her i didn't note down too much of this but i did note down a couple of key bits i really liked uh self-hatred is no longer uh, an anomaly it's a given uh, that was one line she said, and then another one was uh, she accused Elliot uh, of hatred. Uh, you you know that's your badge. Uh, need I remind you of of your group's name? Uh, bringing up F Society, uh, and yeah, so yeah, ha- hatred has been your anthem, as the exact line she used at the end of it. It it, it was very damning to Elliot in in general, uh, especially early on in in the show. Where, because he accuses her, you know, of, of hating people and stuff, and and she's like, no, 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 that's you, and she's not wrong, uh, at least for oh, of an course. earlier Elliot. Yeah, because well, he's had such an arc. Both him and the Mister Robot persona have both had such an arc over the course of the show, and of course, everything yeah. he's learned recently, which is what leads us to the monologue that I did write every single word of, because I think this was one of the best pieces of writing the show's ever had. Yeah. And, and you I, are going to butcher one of the best performances the show's ever had, I'm sure. I'm not going to perform it, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. But it just it, it ties into so much of what he's went through recently, what he's learned, uh, what he's realised the people around him mean. Because Elliot's been mm. such, such a closed-off character for such a long time. and So I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the thing and we can uh, t- have some analytical points at the end of it here. Uh, so, you're right, I hate people. Scared of them, uh, practically my whole life people i loved people i trusted have done their absolute worst to me and for a long time that's all i ever knew and obviously we're thinking about his father we're thinking about the trust that was betrayed there simple stuff of course yeah uh, so yeah i called my group f society because you know what on page thun- i'm going to swear during this by the way i'm not going to censor these fuck society society deserves to be hated for everything uh, you said they did and more Fuck every last one of them for what they've uh, what we've all been through. But then there are some people. This is where it takes a turn. But then there are some people out there, and it doesn't happen a lot. It's rare, but they refuse to let you hate them. In fact, they care about you in spite of it. I'm just trying to read my writing. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, at this point, we're thinking Darlene. Darlene, Angela, as well. I'd say to an extent. Yeah. Um, 
you know. Um, so where was I? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, right. And they really and the really special ones, they're relentless at it. It doesn't matter what you do to them, they take it and care about you anyway. They abandon you. Wait, what? <laughs> he didn't say that. Do you mean they don't abandon you? Yeah, yeah, I must have just missed the word don't. Uh, they don't abandon you, uh, no matter uh, how many reasons you give them. You're practically begging them to leave. And you, wa- and you want to know why? Because they feel s- something for me that I can't. They love me. Um, and of, co- of course, as he's saying this, the performance, the music, of course, obviously takes a turn as well around this part and gets very sweet and hopeful. And it's something but, this show's been yeah, doing so well. performance is, you know, a, an award-winning speech. Yeah, I mean, it cuts back to White Rose occasionally, but like, it's just the, the camera's right in his face. Like, it's, and, it's, it's him. And, and everything behind him is all, you know, it's just dark blackness. Yeah. So it is just his face for this, inter- for, well, most of this monologue. Yeah. So he goes on. And for all the pain I've been through, that heals me. Maybe not instantly, maybe not even for a long time, but it heals. And yeah, there are setbacks. We do fucked up things to each other. We hurt each other and it gets messy. But that's just us in any world you're in. So that this is him realizing, and this is him trying to say, "Wait, Rose, of course that like it doesn't matter if you if you do change reality. If we go to another world, we're still people. We're still going to do this. But this is just who we are. It's human nature. Some people are terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even, I'm not even at what I think the best bit is yet. Um, and you're right. We're all told we don't stand a chance, and yet we stand. We break. But we keep going, and that is not a flaw. That's what makes us. So no, I will not give up on this world. And if you can't see why, then I speak for everyone when I say, fuck you. End of monologue. It's a pretty great ending. It's absolutely beautiful. It's, 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 that, it's that part it says where, you're right, You know, we're told we don't stand a chance, and yet we stand. I don't know if I would have called this back at the start of the show, but this might be one of the most hopeful, like, uh, empowering sort of messages of any show I've watched. Of like, honestly, like I say, I'll go back to like that for anywhere in that first season, and picture Elliot giving the most inspiring speech possible. Yes, and I, I think you know if there's an overall message of this show, it's about yeah, the world is screwed up. There's a lot of bad people. There's a lot of bad things going on, but we have to keep fighting. And it doesn't actually mean it's, it's not saying fight like Elliot did. Don't, don't create a hacker group. Don't try. <laughs> don't do all this shit. <laughs> it's just it's about the not giving up. This, the show is about yeah. not giving up. I mean, hell, that, that, this show in a large way might, you know, I mean, obviously that was that one key episode where Elliot was going to commit suicide. But you know, I almost see this entire show now as being about like mental health i mean but specifically not committing suicide like this is how you you keep fighting kind of thing like sure. uh, and the thought process that's going into that there's a, there's a real uh uplifting element to this that is, is touching it's a really touching speech mm. uh and it's right after this where white rose is disappointed the alarms start going off the you know the, the lights go red and we find out that the to power the device that has now been turned on underneath the, the the plant, and we find out the reason why it was been moved is because it was dangerous to turn it on here because drawing all the power from the plant would cause a meltdown because all the coolants wouldn't be able to function. And as I know from the hit miniseries Chernobyl, <laughs> that's a very vital. <laughs> I'm serious. There's a great scene in the last episode of Chernobyl where he gets oh, all these I don't red. Give a shit. It's all these red and blue cards, and he exp- it's like he makes he makes me think I know how to run a nuclear power plant, and I know how nuclear fusion works. Like it's great. 
or fission, not fusion, fission. But you know what I mean. Very good. Yes, you know it so well. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> my my favorite meme actually after Chernobyl aired was um, this is how I feel after I watched Chernobyl, and it's that still from the first Spider Man movie where William Defoe says, "You know, I'm something of a scientist myself." <laughs> 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 oh that's great uh so and El- elliot's like what about the malware i i you know my malware ran and she says it was too late it won't matter although i do have to question will it still matter ultimately yeah we, we will question that but her reasoning is it was already turned on so it has no effect essentially i'm not sure if i believe that but we'll you know uh, we'll, we'll dive into that yeah but yeah she claims this is going to transform the world around them into a parallel world yes page yeah and and also we should you know just the the core reason why she's turning this on here and now is she blames elliot but hey you stopped me shipping this to the car yeah, yeah you've I ruined tried. my plans yeah you ruined my plans and now i have to do it here because i'm desperate this is all the only thing i can do now yeah so uh and she says i i'm going to show you what i showed angela and that line can't not give you chills because it's like because angela i mean angela clearly believes she saw something she, she came believed. out of that room completely changed. We we knew that immediately. She believed that time could rewind. Um, and well, and I, I think there's especially after this episode speculation that she misinterpreted uh, time travel or time rewinding for alternate worlds. But like, you know, she believed that thing. You know, people could come back. She believed that the people who she's lost could yes. be brought back. Um, and. Do you know what I love about this? I love that, you know, there was so much build up to that kind of moment and so much of Angela believing that last season, especially the early last season before everything went down, that I love that even now in the last episode, like, even that is becoming super relevant again. Like, this is all important. It's making every part of the show along the whole journey feel important to the end game. It is one of the most clearly meticulously written shows in existence to have had not just oh 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 we're bringing back things from season one you know you know the odd thing here or there no this is like everything yeah so yeah uh, she pulls out a gun and she talks about how her and Elliot's paths are linked there's no coincidence that their their their, their time here is so intertwined and she kills herself she puts it up against her head shoots herself in the head yeah and kills herself um so we'll just close pretty shocking moment yeah. Uh, and I guess it kind of makes sense if she believes the world's about to be rewritten then why why care? yeah why why care? Uh, it's time to reset essentially uh, Mr. Robot returns obviously the alarms are still going off Stuff's, bad stuff's still happening meltdown is about to occur imminent I believe would the word I'd use uh, yeah. Mr. Robot is like okay we need to try and get out here's a co- there's a you know, keypad for the door Elliot picks up the phone and the phone says 0509, which I, I don't think most people would miss as being 59 the date. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And I do have to theorize as well. I mean, this this is maybe a bit far-fetched, but I do wonder if uh, him typing that into this computer or the, the, the key, keypad, I, I do wonder if that kind of picked when, what's going to happen, what, what date it goes to, because we're at a very specific time period when things change in a minute. <laughs> Yes, yes, we will. I think what, what what the best thing to do is talk through the events as they appear. Yes, and then we'll discuss feelings and thoughts. So he gets the this floppy, this big floppy out. He puts it in the in the computer, and yeah. this this text adventure style game. There's a little bit of images, but it's mostly text. 
um and it's like you know it's about a barrel and there's a tunnel and he's making the choices to get out the tunnel and there's a friend he's, he's having a friend but the friend can't travel through the tunnel and he leaves the friend behind uh in excess and it's basically this thing where okay i want to say that i want to leave so i'm going to do this uh but then when he gets to the end of the game and he's out there with the tunnel so nothing's changed well maybe this is actually like if this is the choice white rose wants me to make maybe this exiting means exiting this world so he goes to play it again mr robot's freaking out he's like hey we're running out of time we need to go we need to go um because at, at one point you know he just wants to run and Ellie's like no if the meltdown happens you know people are going to die like we're going to try and save yeah, them and, and i think also if it happens how likely is he to outrun it exactly yeah <laughs> i mean i was genuinely questioning that this but i mean don't know i i am no nuclear expert unlike pete here but <laughs> it, can you just outrun a meltdown like that i i, I assume not but <sighs> depends on the head start <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer depends on the head start uh so he plays again, but this time, instead of moving the barrel, he says, I sit down to my, next to my friend. And because the, the first time we went through, the, the friend tried to follow him through the tunnel but couldn't go, handed him a note, but he couldn't read the note because it was too dark. This time he sits down, the friend hands him a note, uh, he lights a match, and then again, this is in the game, this is the text game, and yeah, yeah. the note says, you know, don't leave me here. Yeah, I think... It- was it don't leave? It said please don't leave me, didn't it? I mean, it said please don't leave me here. Yeah, I've been please. Yeah. Um, Which I, and I I know it said ended on just leave me, because I thought it was uh, really interesting. Because going all the way back to season one, um, when you know the the initial hack that Elliot got called into fine, and there was the text file that you know, and mm. it just said leave me. And, yes, uh, uh, well, I was interested. Interestingly, though, I when I noted this down, I took it not from the image of the note. I took it from the question of text on the screen, which I think that's say here. Maybe maybe I misread it and just added that on myself. But I specifically okay. took it from that that text. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because I was looking down at my pad when I was writing my notes, and I didn't. Uh, you could be right. Uh, thinking, I, I but, maybe I'm misremembering now. Um. But anyway, so the alarm stop because he's made the right choice because he chooses to stay. Yeah. Um, and uh, but when Mister Robot goes to open the door, there's still like fire coming, and like okay, the meltdown may not be happening, but the plant seems to be going down. Uh, is the impression? And they sit down. They think it's too late. They're staring at each other. Uh, Elliot says, "I love you." Mister Robot says that back, and Elliot says something very interesting to Mister Robot. The final thing he says to him is, "It's an exciting time in the world," which, as the previously on reminded us at the start, was the. F- first thing or at least one of the first things that mr robot ever said to elliot in this show when he met him on the train yeah so some interesting parallels here especially with the uh you know the the leave me uh touch because yeah and and just the idea of the uh, you know is is the friend mr robot or is the friend us you know you know it it makes me think of us more than mr robot given the word friend it does as well for me, but it just made me think. Okay, if this is about exiting this reality to a parallel world, as is you know the the intention of the game, that that's the point driving it. Is it a you know okay, Mister Robot doesn't go with you; it's just you, or is it about us? Uh, I think both play, but us is more likely. And of course, I actually I hate to give you credit for things, but I think you were onto something a week or two ago. Oh, you give me this is rare, so I I don't know which thing you're going. We're going to talk about the color exit signs here, and I actually think you're onto something because 
so I was noticing this episode that the extra signs in the building were red, and I was like, okay, that's normal, fine, whatever. Um, yeah. But notably, obviously, the, the title of this episode is Exit, and Elliot does get a note with the uh, the desk saying Exit, right? That's kind of what makes him... It's inside the book, yeah. It's inside the book, rather, yeah. And that's when he decides to sort of play the game again, He's, or play the game for the first time. And when this scene ends, when they're sitting waiting for their doom, uh, the screen doesn't... It, it, it turns red. The screen turns red, and it made me think about the colour. And... If the place in his head where his family is, where is where he's supposed to go, if that's the ultimate victory, if that's where he's supposed to go to get healthy, um, mm. the simple idea of like, no, this was the wrong choice, so it's red when it was supposed to be green. I don't know, like it's a simple little thing, but no, I'm with you. Like I say, um, exit signs in the in the show have always been red, and and again, we've red as long, but it's it's a danger color, right? It's all it's mm. don't go, it's 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 wrong, it's it's been associated with that for God knows as long as humanity, basically. So it's clearly a, an indication of something not being right here. Yeah. So then we hear, you know, this is your wake-up call, this is your wake-up call, whatever. And notably, the time on the phone for this wake-up call is 11.16, which was the time on the clock uh, at the plant. Um, what's funny though is that I never remembered the time on this phone from the first viewing so when I made a point of looking at the clock I took down 11.16 it didn't mean anything to me I just took it down uh, and went okay I'm checking that time down because it seems important yeah I did because I, I, obviously I only watched these once I noticed it here and I didn't think too much of it I thought okay it slept in right because well, I didn't notice the clock beforehand so it wasn't until I said the first clock was 11.16 no it... no no I, it's, there's the second time I see it, that you see a phone when a, uh, when someone else picks up a phone off the floor in a couple of minutes ah okay I saw eleven sixteen on that and went, hang on a second, that's a bit weird. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's three. That's three clocks at eleven sixteen. Uh, well, anytime you see the time, it's eleven sixteen. Time in this last section does not progress in terms of what oh. we are seeing as the time at all. It's always eleven sixteen. That actually lines up with uh, one of the key theories going around, or at least, well. There's a couple of key theories going around, and there's one that I've kind of molded a little bit to my liking, and it kind of we, we'll discuss them. Yes, yes. We'll, well, who knows if we have the same theory at the minute? We'll get to theories. We'll get to theories, and I, I've got I've got a theory that I that I read on 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 the interwebs. I did a bit of my own to it, although there's part of it that I don't like potentially, depending on what to do with it. And then mm. there's also other little sort of ways to go about it anyway so we're twin peaks to return now is basically my thought when that when this started and i'm like wait we're spending like some of the last like episode in a chunk and in like an alternate yeah. world this this is this is the end of twin peaks and i won't say any more than that for spoilers sake I, if you're not like, i saw your tweet and went oh are we doing that this week because <laughs> i saw that before i watched it and i was like that can only mean one thing and then obviously we'd been discussing this possibility yeah. for years at this point so it's eleven sixteen. He wakes up. Uh, my next note was he has a Mac. <laughs> yeah, and he's running OS X, which is particularly strange for Elliot, right? Yeah, uh, he has a Mac, uh, and he gets up. It's nice and bright. The color scheme changes. Everything's really warm and glowy versus the usual yeah. color palette. Um, it, do you know what Joy looks like? Looks like an ABC show. <laughs> It does. It looks like an APC show. Um, and there's a little earthquake after he's done his hair and he's shaved and whatnot. And do you know what's funny? At this point, I already, like, as soon as he woke up, right, I'm like, okay, we're in an alternate world. Whether it's real or not is, is up for debate. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But as soon as he woke up, I'm like, all right, how many seconds until we see someone who's dead? 
you know how many <laughs> how long before we see someone who's dead and as soon as the skype ringtone started playing i'm like it's angela of course it is and obviously it confirms it almost immediately because the camera goes a close-up and it says angela moss calling but yeah. as soon as it starts i'm like it's angela yeah because who else right how, yeah. how else do you sell this to us because of course it is and angela's there a lot of interesting details come up here obviously there's the fact that there was an earthquake in new york let's not gloss over that that's weird but yeah um angela's on skype elliot's got a headache which seems to i mean it was kind of there before but it seems to get worse as he's talking to angela notably it does um even before we talk about anything that they say mm -hmm. did you notice that because so when you're on skype there's a little picture of you know you, you can see your own window in the corner yes uh, in a small one. that is not elliot in that window like it's someone else entirely it's because it's always fuzzy it doesn't show you it completely clearly but mm. it's someone else there it's he's he's got glasses on very clearly and at first i was like this is weird is this a mistake but that like but then he does mirror the actions that we see elliot making like whenever he you know he lifts his hand up to his head you, you do see this guy do that as well. I suppose the most obvious like, thing to blur out here, although I'm not actually think it's this simple, but the, the obvious thing to blur out here is, is it's the third. This is the third. Because I think there's an obvious thing that to go through your head as you're watching this section of the episode to go, right, okay, this is our Elliot, things have changed, and the headache is maybe him like almost getting like reflections of what life is supposed to be is that he's remembering the real world kind of thing right yeah and there's a couple of moments to even back that up there's some glitches later where he kind of like says e-corp instead of we'll get to it but like you know yeah. like um but if this is a different if this is not our Elliot, if this is a third version yeah i guess something a couple of weeks ago that i said is uh will he look like Elliot? I, will he look like Elliot, yeah. or will it be a different actor entirely and i the think fact that there was a completely different guy in that skype call I kind of like this way of doing it where I think it'd be weird to interest another actor now and like say oh this guy's important where but to sort of say no no we still see Elliot because we see Elliot but yeah, in this but world because looks... it never gives you a clear view it's just very clearly someone else hmm yeah yeah oh the other one that I noticed later on is uh, there's a photo of the family and I it was kind of obscured but it looked like the mum was different to me uh, I didn't catch that, but you could be onto something. On the, uh, it was like the notification for the missed call or whatever it was was over her face, so it was hard to tell, but it, it didn't look like the actress who plays his mum normally yeah. to me. That was the bit where I was fixated on the time. Yeah, but she may, it may just because she was like in a bright sunny place and she looked happy, and maybe that was... Just, it's, <laughs> it's just surreal, and you can't imagine that. It's just surreal, and I can't picture it. Um, but anyway, some, some, some very interesting uh, details that pop up here. Uh, so she t she jokes about how he's not started packing yet, right? So it's like, okay, what's going on there? But uh, you know, there's a little notification from his dad saying, "Oh, the traffic here's whatever, better leave for work." And she's like, "Oh, your dad's still checking the time for you, right?" So first of all, his dad's like around. That's first and foremost. We'll get to that in a minute. But she's like, "Such an only child," and it's and like, you're like, "Okay." So just the, just the first thing I want to point out here, just in terms of like calling back to previous stuff in season one. He had quote unquote forgotten Darlene. Yep. And here we have a world where he literally does not have a Darlene. Interesting, that isn't it? Interesting. Uh, so um, they're getting married tomorrow, uh, Elliot and Angela. That is, which uh, I think is is where we have to talk about you know the the dream sequence, dream sequence, which was all hey you know we're getting married. Yep, so there's, there's things, it's almost like part of this world was overlapping, and again yeah. and to, to me a lot of this says this is all just kind of in Elliot's head anyway, but I mean again, that's open for I mean, debate. I have one way of reading this where it's not in his head. Sure. 
and we'll get to that. Well, but, yeah, do you I, have a way of reading this where it's not in his head and it's also not science fiction at all? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Just clarified. Um, well, I mean, depends how hard science fiction we're going. <laughs> all right. I've, I've got a soft science fiction version and a hard science fiction version. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, and of course, we see the 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 world's best dad uh, with Edward, uh, and he's he's working as Mister Robot. Oh, he's got a different logo now. He's got a nice bright yellow logo and yeah, yeah. all the rest of it. And they're talking about a secret surprise for Angela. Like, Elliot's worried that she's figured something out, and he's like, "No, you're just nervous about tomorrow. It's fine. Just you know, go to work. We're still on for lunch. Blah blah blah." So all these details yeah. that pop up here that are just like, okay, really establishing how different this world is. And, and we know uh, Elliot's got a big presentation at work today, and he's been you know supposed to have been up all night working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to All Safe, and we see uh, Lloyd, who <laughs> we've not seen in a long ass time, um, and we even see Ollie uh, show oh, up. What and... a smug prick! He yeah, he's still, still a douchebag. Yeah, um, but some other really important stuff here. Well, he's talking to uh, Lloyd about the presentation. He says, "Oh, the E Corp's coming in for the presentation," and he says, "E Corp? I mean F Corp?" So you nervous? Yeah. Um, so there's two things here with the F, right? And we'll get into it more so later, but I just wanted to present you the two key kind of things that the F could be coming from. One is that it comes from F society, and that's why it's F corp in this world. And the other one, and we'll talk about the loop theory later, but the idea that there's literally been an A, B, C, D, E, and F. <laughs> yeah. And we're in the, the, the what, the sixth? Yeah, sixth uh, version of the world. Yes. It took you that long to count to six. Honestly, I had to think of the alphabet more than six. Oh, Jesus So, uh, and of course, the other thing that comes up here is on TV, uh, we see F-Corp stuff do, do, doing things, but we also see uh, Zhang. Uh, this is like basically White Rose uh, in this world, who who is sort of this big, you know, advocate for whatever she's doing. She runs the company. She's philanthropist. The, yeah. the, the, the deus charity. Yeah, this is the good version of the world. This is the good version of White Rose that White Rose envisioned. You know, because he, yeah. he even says in this episode that he wasn't born as who he was supposed to be. And I think that's interesting, actually, because in the past, whenever this stuff came up, we always took it as kind of a more unique, uh, or, you know, like, it always felt like he was talking about wanting to live both versions of the of his life. Whereas I'd say this season has shifted it more towards more of a, I feels would say traditional trans style sort of story because of everything that he's done and she's done. But, like... Yeah. You know, this desire, no, no, I, I was born as the wrong person. This is who I was supposed to be. It does feel a lot more conventional. It definitely feels that way now. It, it didn't at first. And I, I'm not saying that's a, a fault of the story. I think it was intentionally yeah. uh, contradictory, right? To to make us feel like there was stuff going on that we didn't understand, that it was surprising. And we see Elliot's actually the, 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 the chief executive officer. Uh, I was a little surprised there was no Gideon. I was expecting Gideon to pop his head out somewhere. Yeah, I could see it, yeah. Uh, but he's got his meeting with Tyrell. Well, it was it was Death Corp, but it's very clear very quickly that the guy not facing him was Tyrell. Yes. Uh, um, interestingly, wearing you know just like a hoodie, and as as a, I think it was the last episode that we had with Tyrell, where he said mm. to Elliot, "You know, I envy that you could just wear a hoodie and just do you know not care how people look at you." Yeah, this this is the Elliot version of Tyrell, I guess. Um, but more interestingly, is is it there was almost a point here where it felt like. 
again, if you were going going back to the idea, because again, there's so many ideas running through my head through this section of the episode, but going back to the idea that Elliot has went to an alternate world, and let's say this is still Elliot, who's maybe kind of having these glitches, because there's a moment in the TV where it glitches to E Corp and back again to F Corp, right? Um, so yeah, and it's was... it's the interesting. It's the same effect as when we first saw E Corp become Evil Corp. Yeah, in, the same effect. You're right, and. When he's talking to Tyrell here, and Tyrell's asking, because Tyrell's like, no, we're going to go with all safe because you're not fit for us. And he's like, why? And he asks him this really weird question. He's like, oh, what's, what's the worst thing about your life right now? And Elliot gives, gives this speech about the worst thing is also the best thing. I get up every day. I've got a really sort of, you know, routine. Is this this job? But it's reliable and I love people around me. It's both the best and worst thing about my life. And he kind of agrees. But he he, he says something here where he, 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 he leans in and says, I feel the same way about my life at F Corp. Um, and Elliot even has a moment where he says, I've seen what can happen to your company. And then we should go, oh, have you? Have you seen, you know? Tyrell kind of perks up at this as yeah. well. Yeah, and it almost made me think that Tyrell had also somehow came here, you know, wherever that blue light was in the forest. He, he, had, <laughs> yeah. he had come here, and this was him trying to gauge if Elliot was self-aware. <laughs> I, I got that feeling as well. It definitely played on that trope. Yeah because um, the final thing he says to him is I want to know if you're on my side that's what Tyrell says to, to Elliot and that moment feels kind of like oh it's like he's trying to gauge something here and, it does yeah uh, but then he's at lunch with his dad he's got the F Corp account he's got Angela this book she loves uh, the one weird detail I noted down here is that he phones Angela's mum to try and make sure that she's not home so that she, he can go and drop off the present and she sort of answers the phone and immediately hangs up yeah it was strange it was strange there's no event from previous seasons that I, th- I can think of this sort of linking up with, but... No, just the fact that he phones Angela's mum at all is obviously going... Oh, of course, yeah, her mum's alive. Yeah. yeah, Which goes uh, goes along with Angela believing that she can get her mum back. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was a big enough deal in itself. I mean, probably less so after we've just... You know, we're, we're sitting here with Edward and such, but, you know, it, worth mentioning. Mm. So, yeah, so... He's like, ah, you're just being nervous about tomorrow. Yes, you know, have lunch. Also, Elliot left his wallet at home. Um, and they're both like, yeah, that's really weird. That's not like you. Yeah, and that that could just be a normal thing. It's like, so we can't look at his ID, you know, or, or he can't look at his ID all day, you know? Yeah. Or yeah, something. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so there he goes to Angela's. He's got a key, obviously. He goes into the apartment. Uh, he notices some broken glass and some, like, tissues with blood on them. He mentions how uh, her dad's a klutz or whatever, which, oh, and obviously I'm thinking, oh, is it, is it actually Price? Is Price the, the dad in question here who's been drinking the whiskey? And Yeah, he says, oh, your, your dad's obviously been drinking. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, Because we've met her, you know, her, her sort of, her dad that raised her. We've met him as well, and he's also seemed like a nice yeah. enough guy. Yeah, uh, but, but possibly this is a world where Price and angela's mum actually stayed together and were a family you know very possible yeah uh very possible um and, you know he leaves stuff behind for her he's got he's got a moment in the cab and we end the episode uh with him walking into the apartment and he sees something that shocks him and then we see what he's looking at and any ideas that this was our elliot who was kind of starting to remember things kind of flies out the window when we see our elliot sitting there in his hoodie at the computer yeah, that's how you throw it for a loop, isn't it? And it ends ends us here. So, let's, let's go through some multiple possibilities because there's a lot of things running through my head as I'm watching this. Okay, yeah, first, we kind of have to break them down one by one. Yeah. So, first of all, let's discuss the possibility that... Right, for, 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 for okay, assumption also, shake right now, everything we're going to talk about now, theory-wise, is there is a, actually a parallel world that he's travelled to. Or, we're not, or not travelled to, even. But he's, this is a parallel world, right? Let's yeah. say... That, 
for the next few theories, this is science fiction. We're in a parallel world. Just before we get into that, I think we do need to mention, we've mentioned obviously the time is 11.16. Mm. It is also 5.9. It's also 5.9. That's why I was saying earlier, but the, the, the keypad, type yeah. in the 5.9. Yeah, yeah. That is, that... is the date that we are at. Yeah. So, um, I'd have to go, I'd love to go back and watch the episode where 5.9 happens now. Um, also, I just, I, I, I read someone ponder this question during the week. Someone said, did we ever learn about what happened those three days that Elliot was missing at the end of season no, one? No, we did not. And I think that ties into one of these theories, potentially. Yeah. Um, I think some possibilities here. Um, yes, but I'm going to do the sci-fi ones first. So we'll come back to that because that one's not sci-fi. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, there's a sci-fi version of that. Okay, okay, there could be a sci-fi version of that, but we'll leave it for now. So first yeah. things first, the simple idea here that it almost feels that Ori Elliot is becoming the new Mr. Robot to this Elliot, right? Yes. The way he meets him at the end. The fact that Elliot's last words before the red light was the first thing that Mr. Robot ever said to him in the show. It almost feels like that, right? Um, and we have to talk about the science fiction. Like, are we in a different world? I mean, we can't help but deny the, the fact that one, everything White Rose has said was going to happen, or she she thought this better world would have, seems to have. Everything that Angela said this better world would have uh, seems to be there. Um, and again, this reminds this just reminds you of this key fact. Angela saw something and came back. Yes. So, theoretically, Elliot could come back from this. Um, and I just realized what the time, what the sci-fi version of the, the other thing was. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I just realized. Um, okay, so that's a possibility. And there's a possibility that this is our Tyrell who is here, who is who is different and is trying to open and up it, to Elliot. It, it makes us question, okay, if Elliot got here through this machine being turned on, you know, in the plant, which mm-hmm. is what we would assume naturally, I think, at that point, how did Tyrell get here? He found the back door. <laughs> sure, why not? Good he answers, a, any right he now. He found the back door. Um, the the other thing I would uh, uh, point out here is that this world, if you again, I mentioned Darlene thing. You know, he didn't remember Darlene, and now he doesn't. He literally doesn't have Darlene. Even the idea that he thinks that he was the best, he was best friends with his dad. That is real here. He is best friends with his dad, and his dad seems to be a stand-up guy. Yes. You know, so all these things that he thought he had at the start of the show um, are here. Yeah, this is seemingly reality. Yeah. So that's very interesting. I think the fact that we're in this time period is very interesting. Um, so definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, let's talk about the loop theory. And I'm not necessarily super into it entirely. Uh, I'm not 100% sold either. I'm with you on this. The, the part I don't like, the part I don't like is that to me, this implies that everything that's been in the show has been in Elliot's head in some capacity, right? That Darlene and Dom and all these other characters aren't necessarily really have been here, right? And one interpretation of the theory, anyway. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk through it because I, I, I'm intrigued. Right, so, so the, the theory is, again, go back to the letters, the idea that we're on the F Corp now is that every time Elliot gets to this point, he ends up going back to season one. And that, that's why we started the show where we started the show, because that was where that iteration of Elliot... I mean, it's what Angela said in that dream sequence in season one, right? You were only born a few months ago. The uh, idea that, a month ago. A month ago. Right, yeah. So he, we always go back to that time. Uh, and essentially, there's, there's a loop happening where he keeps... You know, there's different versions of him and different versions yeah. of the court. 
and there are things that play into this like um obsidian poster and there is a thing called the you know the alderson loop mm. uh which is a, a you know a, a programming jargon thing where uh it is an infinite loop that shouldn't be it, it, it's only a loop because of a user error like a coding problem uh there's actually you know there is an exit it's it's easy to break the loop it just because of an error it won't yeah and that part i like that part like the idea that he should be able to leave and he almost did make the right choice potentially in this episode but didn't he almost got tricked uh yeah. kind of uh, into not making the right choice uh so because anything anything that takes away the, the fact that all these other characters i like and have really grown attached to that they weren't real because if darlene in some capacity isn't real i think that's really upsetting right what's interesting to me is i don't think that this being a loop does stop them being real it for any reason to me if this is a loop and it's we're taking this as as face value this is a parallel world and some form of time travel because this is five nine we're seeing now and that's how you know the loop begins right because it's uh, well if we're using we... if we're using science fiction along with this loop theory yes yes yeah because because typically when i read that theory i was not thinking of science fiction i was thinking of no this is in his head and he's looping and he can't escape his own mind essentially because he's not making the right choice okay which which, never... which, which would mean that everything that we've seen has re- theoretically be just been in his head which i don't like because to me there's been key, key things to us that we've understood as part of elliot's mind and not part of elliot's mind and those other characters have been meant so much to me that uh, I wouldn't like that. So as much as I'm sort of ex- explaining this, I'm explaining this because I don't want it. <laughs> no, Basically. I agree. I think if it's a loop and this is literal, real things that we are experiencing, this is a parallel world. There is some sort of time travel element that begins the loop again, physically, not just inside his head. Yes. Um, okay, don't, don't, I'm not saying, oh, I definitely want that. But I like that a lot more than the loop where it is just inside his head because that doesn't diminish the other characters. Yes. I think there's a looping element uh, to, to Elliot. I, I, I do think even if we're not looping literally, I do think that that Alderson loop thing is relevant I mean, to the themes of the show. I think even to the point where um, you know, we talked about in season one, he'd forgotten who Darlene was. And she's, you know, she says, oh, have you forgotten again? Yeah, it's the idea that his behavior and mentality has been looping his entire life, not that we're literally going to be looping this period of time uh, yes. again. So e- even thematically, the Alderson loop does play into the themes of the show without literally doing a loop. Yeah, you know? without, without the physical yeah. breaking time. Uh, and if I shift to over not having science fiction involved here, right? Although it could yep. be, admittedly, as I just admitted, I kind of realized as I was thinking about it. Um, so the idea that the reason we don't know where Elliot was for those three days in season one is because it was this Elliot that we meet in this episode in some capacity uh, who was in control or doing things for those three days. In in the same way that, again, assuming this is the you know, quote-unquote real Elliot that we've been discussing the last few weeks, uh, this is the one that, that, um, that Vera spoke Well, to. actually, I, I want to... Um nitpick that a little bit because someone there was a nice comment at one point explaining how with did there's no real personality they're all like equally okay. valid right um and i think I, I like that especially because i i like the idea that it doesn't downplay any one of them to me because because to us obviously the elliot we've been with is the one that's the most important to us for obvious reasons yes. and i don't i don't nothing from this elliot in this episode to me felt like this is the real one that should this is how it should be it okay. still felt like it was flawed if that makes sense 
Okay, yeah. Okay, maybe my use of real is disingenuous because I think that Mr. Robot is kind of, while not physically real, is equally real as a personality. We, I mean, we even yeah. had, uh, you know, uh, I think it was in that episode where uh, where he's been interrogated by Vera uh, not not so long ago, where you know Vera's like, "Oh, it's like I'm talking to a whole different person." And Mr. Robot's like, "That's because you are." Um, I think Mr. Robot is equally real as Aurelia. I think the only reason I use the word "real" to separate here is this is the uh, the the one that the, the founder referred to as being asleep, right? The one. Uh, Did you know, Fringe always had this thing where it'd have the fun like doppelganger names, like the, the plays on their names to make it clear which one you were talking about. I can't think of one for Elliot though. No, I'm thinking. Like, so I was just thinking of like Elliot Prime, like is, is kind of this one, the 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 court, the ideal Elliot. In theory. In theory. Because as he even says in this episode, he you know when he's he gives that speech about the best and worst thing in his life, he says he sometimes wishes for something more exciting, that some you know where where he could be more adventurous, adventure, yeah. and that, that's literally what we've seen <laughs> throughout the story of the show is the adventurous version of Elliot, and yeah. I, I guess the key point there is that no one version of him is whole, like yes. all all of it's important, all of it is part of who he is. Um, so yeah, so this idea that the reason why we're back at this time. And it would line up, because if we went back to that episode where Fame 9 happened and where the start of that 3D period, I said that weird, period. 3-day. Uh, 3-day period. period. Uh, when that when that happened, like, I don't know if we had a confirmed, like, time that, you know, because, correct me if I'm wrong, because you just re- watched this, right? I didn't quite get there yet. But, okay, from memory then. If I recall correctly, we had that cliffhanger where the gun was in the popcorn, right? Yes. And we did see more of that scene like much later, but that was where we left it at the time in season one. And then the next time we saw Elliot, he was getting out of a, a car like three days later. Yeah, he was getting out of the SUV or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's where our time is, and I'm just trying to remember if like you know from that scene that we got later where Tyrell actually watches Elliot do the hack or whatever in five nine, like was there a distinct moment that says okay eleven sixteen is when it hit like that was the moment. Kind yeah, I don't know. It might well have been. And if that's the case, there's something interesting then about Elliot kind of almost traveling back into his own mind here. Like, let's forget science fiction for a minute, right? He's mm. traveling back into his own mind here and not literally going back in time and, and playing out those days, but he's going to go back and watch what he did over those three days as this other version of himself. Okay. And I be there as a Mr. Robot-esque sort of onlooker to the to mm. character. Um, alternately, of course, there's a science fiction where he's literally went back in time and this version of him is going to do stuff over three days, and then he's going to ping back to the future. Yes. And I don't even mean to use that, that exact phrase, but it works for the show, because he's obsessed with that movie. Uh, so, both of which are possible. I, honestly, I, part of me thinks this is still going to end with no confirmation if anything's actually really happened in a sci-fi sense. I know Esmail has promised answers. Uh, you know, he said, mm. you know, next week you will get your answers. Um... I don't know how definitive that means in terms of these things, or if it just means ge- in a more general sense. You know, what's sense. funny, though, is watching this last, last, last 15, 20 minutes is that it really felt, it reminded me so much of Twin Peaks that... If, the, if there was just no more, this is it. This That's the end of Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't necessarily say it would end on this, but like it did make me think that there could be like an ending that makes me go, oh, I really need to think about this, because <laughs> like it's not a clear-cut you know, final note to end on. And... If Esmail's saying that we're going to have answers, then I believe him, but, like, it definitely gave me that feeling this episode. Um, 
and I'm with you. Even before I watched this, when it was just, it was, or even at the start of the episode, when it was going through the early stuff, where it was just sort of leaving Darlene and so on, I had this feeling of like, these last two episodes are going to be weird. They're going to be different to the rest of yeah. the show. They're going to do its own little thing. It's kind of what we said at the end of, not last one, but the one before, that that kind of felt like the end of a season. So what what now, right? You know, what is this direction that we're doing in a post, uh, in, in a world post where they have achieved their primary objective for the show, which was, you know, that the, the deus hack. Yeah. So really fascinating. I, I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I mean, if I was to say what I'm expecting from next week, I mean, not guessing what the theories are, what's right in terms of the answers, but I would say we're going to learn what he was doing for those three days and it's probably going to be through the the, the lens of this other elliot that we're, we're seeing in this other world and that whatever's going on there yeah so I'd, I'd just like to present a couple more twists on some theories if that's all right go on yeah no, help me so um we talked about how you know the the loop the time travel that you know okay he sends he, he literally sends someone back you know he he kind of has to make that decision to send this Elliot back in time, kind of, so to speak, and, and then, you know, live through the show as that, which is why in the first season he doesn't, you know, remember Darlene because yeah. he never had a Darlene. So it's kind of that. Um, I think what's, what is more interesting for me as is, is kind of where I'm leaning right now is um, this is the Elliot that's asleep and this is the dream that he is asleep in. Um, we know, you know, we know Darlene is his trigger. That, that's why he woke up for. So that's why there's no Darlene. He doesn't want to be woken up. He doesn't want to be reminded of that possibility. This is a world that Elliot has created for himself inside his head. That's why it's so, quote unquote, perfect. Yeah, and and that, I, I think that works quite well. It's not sci-fi. It works, and it means everything else in the show has been real. The only evidence that I would suggest that says maybe not is the fact that everything that Angela and White Rose has said about this other thing that the world is it also seems to be there. And Angela's makes sense because he'd also want her to be happy, but the White Rose one's kind of like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think um, part of this you can explain as, okay, if this is like a dream, so to speak, you know, this Elliot is asleep, um, it's like parts of reality are filtering through and they're just mm. kind of affecting the consciousness. Um, that That's why, okay, there's a, a glitch for the for the e-core but it's it's uh, yeah. the reality filtering through for moments i i would go as far to say that like I, I wouldn't consider the elliot from like season one you know pre time gap uh yep. of being like a different elliot to the one that was after time gap you know i wouldn't say that would be like i i feel like I feel like the reason why he would have like remembered this other world is because there's still almost what you're saying here about the dream. There's echoes of like he's, he's still obviously like waking up almost, and he still like thinks he's in that world to an extent. Um, yeah. and it's it's sort of bleeding in and out. Uh, and then for whatever reason, like he almost went completely shut in again for three days, and then came back out. Um, yeah. and what makes him come back out again maybe it is Darlene maybe, maybe it is some Darlene thing because yeah. we're seeing Darlene in some capacity next episode oh 100% I'm saying it without a doubt um, and then just, it, just something I thought I'd, I'd like to talk about here as well is mm. um, White Rose said I want to show you right this and and okay and we're going well this doesn't feel real in many regards to us this feels like it's in his head in, in many ways right you know the time is 1116 which was the time as he went into that room with White Rose, you know. Yeah, that's, know yeah. This. To, to go back to this, yeah, it feels like the whole idea of time not moving forward suggests that it's in his head, right? It, it suggests yes. that the reason why we're not moving forward is because we're literally stuck in a moment. Uh, absolutely. 
But also, I want to go back to the fact that this meltdown seemingly happened. They didn't stop it. They were too late to stop the meltdown. That's something Mr. Robot says. Yet, they're still there. They're okay. You know, it doesn't get into their room. I think, um, to be more exact, I think he said it's too He just said it was, we're too late. But I, I don't know if that necessarily meant too late to stop the meltdown or just too late for them to escape. Because all the okay. alarms stop stop ringing. It's just no. the, the the danger of the fire and stuff that it stops them from get, leaving. That's fair. Um, but the other thing to say is, uh, is, is this some sort of intense uh, kind of VR sort of world that they're in? You know, like that. This is White Rose showing him something. It's a simulation, which is what she could have showed Angela. How she could have gone to somewhere and come back having seen this. I, I don't even and- want to begin to speculate exactly how how she'd be pulling it off. But I will say. Just to go back to what we said earlier about she showed Angela something and Angela came back. It would sort of suggest that if this is Elliot seeing what he's supposed to see and he's supposed to come back, then the, the, you know this is an intentional trip of some kind. Yeah, and I think things like that would explain maybe you know when he, you know when he mentions his headache, he always rubs the exact same spot on his head. And mm. It's like okay, is there some sort of you know implant on his head there in in the real world? Uh, you, you know, things that we could go down. Which is why earlier when you said oh is it a sci-fi answer, I went. Kind of, right? You know, it's softer sci-fi yeah. than the, the actual parallel worlds and time travel. Is the earthquake and the dream just an explosion in real life that's kind of filtering? Th- th- exactly. th- thinking of like Inception, where you know if something turns, then your world turns. You know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking those sort of rules. That kind of echo. Um, something I want to go back and talk about though, and this is something that maybe does actually suggest that everything's been in his head to an extent. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, but it's what you brought up: the uh, "Leave Me" message back at the start of the show. Yeah. I mean. How, how how do we explain that 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 almost foreshadowing like bit of advice for this game? That's interesting because you know at the time that made perfect sense. It was it was a message to him to leave me, leave this exploit here. Don't you know? Kind of don't yeah. tell anyone. Just leave me here and let it run in the background. And we get that monologue from Elliot going, "I should delete it. I'm going to delete it. Oh God, I don't want to." And obviously later we learn because he set it, it was his plan as Mister Robot, right? So it's this subconscious desire not to. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much, but that may just be like, okay, it's a nice bit of like echoing of that that line, but it's not literally like this was a message back then for now. Yeah, yeah, because because it, it was you know at the time it it was you know leave me if in this context, don't leave me was the friend saying you know don't go, don't leave me on my own to to die alone, right? Stay with me. Um, whereas at that time, if again on that same context, it's no, do what you have to do in this context which i think is interesting again it, but it would show that growth and uh, i don't know it's interesting stuff yeah um <laughs> uh, i will say what's really nice about this the music in this this last chunk is that there's kind of a weird theme that plays at the right at the end when you when you know this elliot sees our elliot um but what's interesting it's very reminiscent of like the music that would play when mr when elliot would see mr robot back back in the day but it's a different type. It's almost like an not an inverted theme, but like it's like no, we're going to do that again, but I have it be different because it's not the same people. It's there's someone yeah. else seeing Elliot. It's interesting. Just as we haven't talked about this, uh, just in the the visual filmmaking, we, we've spoken so often on the show about the framing, the headroom mm-hmm. being off to the crazy sides and stuff. And in this, you know, quote unquote perfect reality at the end. It's all shot completely normally, right? You know, they're just centered in the frame or you know, where, wherever they're supposed to be, not weird, usual Mister Head, Mister Robot looking space. Yeah. 
no it's it's very interesting stuff i i'm uh i'm intrigued a little bit scared yeah and i, think- I, and I say a little bit scared because i trust Ezreal at this point right but there's, there's always this thought it's like okay you're getting weird now like could you fumble the landing because Jump- we're, we're getting into yeah. really strange territory um but that's also kind of exciting because it means he's doing something really risky and really interesting and something oh, that will be very will stick out even amongst the how great this show has been the ending could really tie the whole thing together and given how everything else this season's been tying things together and emotionally at the very least having it all play perfectly this is wonderful. yeah i mean we 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 trust desmel right he's he's not let us wrong yeah so i'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here because he's earned it yeah. and I think it's me and you are both kind of on the same side of this isn't a real parallel world. This is kind of some sort of yeah. in his head simulation something. Yeah, I, I'm leaning to not sci-fi is what I'm saying. I, I'm leaning to uh, and uh, not including possible VR <laughs> tech. Yeah, yeah, which but, is soft, much softer sci-fi in comparison. Um, but like, I, I'm definitely leaning towards this is if I, if I was to make my guess, I would go with in his head, like he's sort of facing like his dream version, and it will it's it's going to, he's going to kind of witness how this this dream version of himself. Uh, and I'm saying, and I say dream again. I'm 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 still thinking this is the third kind of part of his personality, but yeah. like how this dream version spent those three days and what happened in those three days after five nine. And I think it's very important that we went to five nine and we're on that day specifically because that this is when he lost three days of time. I think that is very. Uh likely to happen but i think for me it is about okay so if this is the elliot that is asleep we still don't know what he did right because that, that was something we learned is you know he, he 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 did something um and we don't know what exactly he did wrong yet and i'm quite interested to learn what that is uh and if this is the elliot that's asleep again uh on that assumption how is it we're accessing that uh, in in this manner is is this you know just all in his head like the boardroom is this kind of just that scenario and you know, if, 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 entered the dream. if it's just in his head then there's no, no need for an explanation because it's just no, that's true. it's just in his head like uh there is no like how yeah. or why and uh just just okay rewind slightly again um we we talked earlier about uh how he uh pulled off his exploit right uh for for the machine yes and and white rose said yeah too late and we we both kind of went uh is it though is that why he's glitching is that why he's, uh, yes. he's having flashes kind of thing is is that why it didn't necessarily if again if this is a parallel world is this why it didn't merge perfectly is this why our Elliot is still there maybe not physically maybe he is a mr robot style manifestation oh, but he sure. is there yeah because i mean i kind of read the ending as you know he's he's the mr robot of this world however you could read it as that yeah the the exploit because it is starting to affect things is basically not it should have turned him into this elliot but instead it's he's there as, as a separate entity yeah 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 there's stuff there <laughs> i'm not gonna like just you know the last oh, 10 minutes of this episode wherever it was 15 i'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure it's just my brain was in overdrive yeah, I, I was constantly racing through various things, and it was part of it was like, oh, am I believing that they're really in a different world? Not really, no, there's more we could do with this. I think it's once I noticed the time that things really kind of went, something's definitely wrong here, because it's not moved. Because um, I think that's what it made it such a significant point of showing when, when Edward went to pick up the phone with a missed call, and 
you know, it said, you know, missed call from, from Elliot, right? And he just got off the phone with Elliot, which was kind of weird in itself. Um, but it was, you know, the exact same time. And it was, it, it felt like they were showing us that just so you'd put it together quite nicely with the phone at the start. Because it's on other screens, but they're much less noticeable than those two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, the, uh, he was on a different phone, though, when he was on the phone to him. Yeah, I know, but why would your phone... Why would he have had a missed call on the other phone? Because Elliot tried to call him. Because oh, Elliot tried to call him first before he, before he called him on the, the, the work phone. I mean, yeah, could do, I suppose, yeah. Because he even mentions that he lost his phone because he tried them on the phone and it didn't That's work. True, yeah. And then he, oh, when okay. he goes through, he's like, oh, there you are. So, yeah, okay, he, yeah, yeah. He should have a missed call. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so... This is the thing, because I'm going back to the computer game, right? And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, the way I was interpreting it as he was playing it is okay, X and it's wrong because you're Xing it to the to a new world, but the ending kind of leading to all this stuff implies no that staying with the the quote unquote friend was the mistake, even though standing by your friends typically is a good message that you want to do. Um, I don't know. I, I, the interpretation it's, of the game that is... game is so fascinating i think because it is such a there's only like three or four stages it was okay there's a barrel tunnel a friend gives him the note in the tunnel yeah he gets out of the tunnel and there's a boat he gets yeah. on the boat and game complete worth mentioning though the boat was a second screen it was uh because at first it was just the, the ocean or whatever and then he went further and then the boat was visible oh was it okay there was, there was two screens to it yeah Okay. Which may not be important. Uh, I'm just, I'm just in case. Uh, no, no, well, that's fair. Uh, I, I conflating that very slightly. Um, but you know, it, 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 he gets on the boat, and it's like you won the game. Congratulations. Would you like to play again? And it's like, okay, nothing happened. So yeah, we'll play again. And that's where he goes back and does things differently. And again, how many times have we spoke about oh, repeating the same events but doing, you know, making different choices, and how. Uh, you know, just a couple episodes ago, the whole thing was Elliot saying, "No, I, I wouldn't do these things again because I wouldn't change these events because this has made me you know, who I am now, and and this is where we are." And you I, know, I think that's this choice to do it again and change it is maybe the wrong decision. And I, I think this, yeah, I, I think that that speech Elliot gave about, you know, this is who I am. Like I wouldn't change anything because then I wouldn't have you. Like I think that is going to be very important to whatever choices he's going to make. In this last Absolutely. episode, and yeah. you know whether or not he comes back to the real world, is is that how he has quote unquote broken the loop? In that he has made he has had that realization this time where he hasn't before. Yeah, so before he's always been desperate to change it, so he goes along with White Rose's kind of plan, right? Whereas this time, no, not not quite. If, if there is indeed looping, happening. if there is, yes, Which... again. Uh, this is the problem with there being like two or three theories that you can plausibly kind of go down and we wouldn't really argue with it too much if they did. Again, though, I don't think there's literal looping of time. I think looping thematically ties into his character and everything he's been going through. Um, I agree. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think there's been literal looping of time. I, I don't think there has either, but I want to just keep it open as a possibility and discuss the options of if that is the case. You know that that's uh, one you know, potential reading. I want to say I want to say how much I love the idea that he Esmail in season one put in this this weird three day gap and it was okay. Why is that? What's going on? And it, over time, we all just kind of like I'm sure it's not everyone forgot necessarily, but we kind of forgot about it, right? In the sense we that we kind of just accepted that it happened and went yeah, huh, whatever. And to the point where this season I wasn't even thinking about it. And as soon as someone mentioned, it, I'm like, oh yeah. 
That seems mm. really important. Why have we not answered that yet? And I think it's interesting, it's, it's what I said earlier, is that there's stuff popping up from all the seasons that are suddenly super relevant. Angela going to see White Rose in season two is super relevant. Those three missing days, super relevant. Stuff from the first couple episodes, super relevant. Um, you know, everything last season about what Angela believed could could happen, all very relevant. Like, everything along the way is is suddenly becoming like very important and it is so meticulous it's so impressive that 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 dream sequence from episode four of season one is still tying into things and things are still saying hey these are important details they give you a sense of what the whole story really is yeah it's funny because obviously i rewatched that episode a couple of weeks ago with with the girlfriend and i said to yeah okay so yeah because she doesn't really care she's seen like the odd episode from Mm. you know further ahead so she's kind of aware of some stuff so i was like so this is kind of like, you know, this prophecy for the entire show. And there are still bits that, you know, we're like maybe five or six episodes from the end at this point when, when I was saying this, that we don't understand yet. But we don't know what they are. And um, and even now where, you know, the kind of the penultimate episode and we're going, oh, this is where the marriage stuff with Angela's come from, right, in that dream sequence. It's It's kind of all kind of tying back to that still. And let's not forget that, that that scene with Angela in that episode ended with a demonic voice and talk of the monster. And I do wonder, even though he has like realized, you know, what his past is, um, if I just, I, one of the lines I love with Darlene earlier on, just right back at the start of the episode, was when he said, I've been through so much. He never says what it was. And she never even, she, and I was expecting her to say, I know, just just that much, just just the words I know. She never did. Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean she doesn't know. It just means like... She chose not to acknowledge it there yeah. and then. But, uh, but it makes me wonder. And and these fight this final two part, are, are we going to get as the monster? Because the monster still has to be relevant. Like this, you know. And obviously, we've talked about what the monster really represents and whatnot. But we're in the world where he's actually getting married to Angela. And there was talk back when we first got introduced to that about this monster. Yeah. And I can't help but feel that that, that threatening presence, that menace, uh, is still going to be weighing in there in his head some somewhere somehow. I, I kind of feel like in. A- just roll with me here for a second. Okay. <laughs> R. Elliot popping up here at the end as is the monster. There's the monster. To, to, I knew we were going to say that. World. And I kind of feel like, okay, he is shattering this illusion that, that you know, Elliot has for himself here. I don't know. It's po- it... Maybe. I, I can see where you're coming with that, and I kind of like it to a point, but the way it was phrased in that episode... It was very specific. I agree. I'm kind of stretching yeah. a little bit. Here. It was very not, specific, not... <laughs> and it representing his father. Um, obviously, was the, you know this kind of terrifyingly perfect fit. Yeah. So I just I wonder if the menace of the monster, and that's why he's scared to do certain things. Like, um, I mean, I mean, or, or let's just, just spoil this all down to simplicity here. Like, what if the story of going through this time in this you know quote unquote alternate world, you real or not real, right? Probably not. Mm. But what if this meeting of our Elliot and this Elliot is literally the merging of Elliot's that we've been talking about, where by meeting each other and going through things, by the end they will realize they both need like both parts, kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm. No, you know, no. Th- I can't this, this is literally the start of the merging process. Do they have to start a clash together? Um, you know, and obviously that goes against all the theories about time loops. It goes against the theories of just going back and seeing this sleeping version of Elliot during these three days, where maybe he took control. Um, yeah, and and and, and even speculating that, like, imagine this Elliot taking control in the real world, 
And what, what does he do for those three days when he's not this, you know, the, the hacker Elliot, when he's not this Elliot with all these problems who thinks like him? Well, this is this is what's interesting now is you know, we, we've kind of got, oh, this is, you know, the, the, the ideal Elliot, right? You know, we, we've kind of been phrasing it that way. And no, I disagree, I, with, of... I disagree with the uh, ideal. Okay. <laughs> I disagree okay, with that. Um... <laughs> Uh, all right, the the because he's missing all the other things that that uh, okay. Aurelia has ideal. I don't mean in terms of complete. I mean in terms of he's the supposedly the one without the problems, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, what what bothers me though is, so he's in a very idealized world here. That again, if we're going back to what I was saying earlier, how he's kind of dreamt up this world for himself. This is you know him asleep, and this is his his dream that he's put himself into. Um, because we know he we know Elliot can reprogram his mind because. That was the whole thing of why we always saw Evil Corp because he reprogrammed his mind to see it automatically. Is this? And uh, I was just gonna say, is yeah. we know, you know, we, we're going, oh yeah, okay. So this Elliot, we can't picture him doing all these terrible things, right? In uh, you know, in, you know, the, the, in those three days, but he did something. We know that. We know that you know he did something presumably terrible. What if? What if? Um... Okay, let's say that there is a disaster at the plant, right? That's even though they've, they've stopped the meltdown, there's no big, you know, nuclear fallout or anything like that, where you know it's going to kill thousands or if not millions of people, right? But there is a a, a disaster of some kind that affects him, right? And I'm kind of liking this to almost like a flashes before your eyes kind of moment. Before, not that I think he's going to die necessarily, but the idea being that this is literally him reprogramming his, reprogramming his dream as if it's the start of a new version of the world like and not so much that he's going back in time just that this is almost him filling in all the memories of this new personality of the like filling in from this point on the memories of this world but the story here could be that really elliot showing up in the world is going to be him making the choice to not go through with it and finish that no 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 i have to remember who i am i can't reset everything like this again i have, have to, to still be me face reality yeah um i like it yeah i could see some of that maybe yeah uh, God, I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it, it went off the deep end, and you know, in potentially, uh, but also left it very feeling true to the show, right? In in these possibilities and and the way it's presented, and I just I'm like, okay, my mind is racing. You know, Mister is at his best when I come out of it going, holy crap! I just there's so many ideas, and and that's how I felt after I finished this. Yeah, I am. I'm not ready for one more episode. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just not ready for that. Uh, so yeah, the plan next week, of course, is we'll have the review up as quickly as we can. We're actually annoyingly having to record an extra comics podcast on the day we normally record this. But don't worry, by hook or by crook, somehow we will have this two-part finale discussed in depth. Um, by you know, our normalish time. So we will find a way. Yes, life will find a way. Um, and I'm sure there's other theories you're going to th throw at us. That is, by all means. Because let's be honest, next week's episode is like the TV event of the decade. It's, it's you know, it's, it, it, if that's how we're closing off the decade with, okay, one big last hurrah of TV. One last, okay, this is the discussion to have. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff you could sort of argue as there's the a TV event of the decade. There I is. Mean, you know, I mean, Twin Peaks we've mentioned was yeah, a pretty yeah, big, yeah. and that that was kind of like a really burning bright one, and because it was just this one season thing that, of this comeback and this yeah thing. Um, 
been other other big shows have had endings. Breaking Bad ended this decade. Lost ended yeah, this yeah, decade. Um, I just I just want to say again how frustrated I am that me and you are doing our best TV shows of the decade, and we are making and starting that list and recording that before next week's episode. But I mean, we already know how much we love Mr. Robot. I know, but this might, ch- you know, next week's episode could change it between like whatever slot in the top three it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, could, that could make or break as in, okay, is this the perfect ending that, you know, that I go, yes, okay, that bumps it up. Or is this, okay, I didn't quite enjoy that. You know, I don't hate it. You know, eat well, Esmas. Even if I hate this ending, the show cannot drop that much because it's been so damn good for every other episode. But, it, 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 it could move it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Watchmen finished there last night, so I've, I've, I've wrapped that up. And Exactly. Now you've got a complete context for that now. Yeah. Well, that needed it, though, because it was only one season, one story. <laughs> Are they not doing another season? Well, no, they may do more, but it was a self-contained story. Like, okay, like, fair enough. It, you know, and it being a Damien Lindelof show, it needed the last episode to really make it all... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Go, you know, go together. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is Mr. Robot, Season 4, Episode 11, Simply Titled Exit. So let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. Uh, by all means, give us your own theories. Uh, like, subscribe, ding the bell on YouTube for the notifications. Uh, share the, the show out, uh, let people know about it. Uh, you can, of course, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, rate the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Most people find us that way. Not just for Mr. Robot reviews, of course, but for all the other reviews. I just mentioned Watchmen. Obviously, uh, we're doing Mandalorian. There's stuff coming up soon. Uh, we've got Expands on right now we're working through so go and uh, have a look at all that stuff uh, you can support us of course financially over at patreon.com slash tv which you can do for as little as one dollar per month keep all the content coming get some bonuses for your troubles uh, so go and have a look and look at the different things that are on offer uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv have you got any vanilla <laughs>